Hi, friends. Welcome to Moments to Ponder. This podcast is designed to help you spend a few moments in God's Word wherever you are and take away something to ponder. We live in a loud, busy world, so I'm grateful for these few moments we have together to ponder the book of Philippians. Thank you for joining me. I'm Betsy Marvin, and this is episode 92. This is my third writing of this episode. That's why I'm a week behind, and I appreciate you hanging in there for me. It's not that I don't know what to say, it's that there is so much that can be said. The passage for today has really been working on my heart. Here's what Paul has to say in Philippians 3, 12 through 16. Not that I have already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. All of us, then, who are mature, should take such a view of things. And if on some point you think differently, that too God will make clear to you. Only let us live up to what we have already obtained. That's Philippians three twelve to 16 Now Paul is using a metaphor of a race to help the church understand what he's trying to get across. I mean, sports were a big deal in ancient Rome, and his audience would have totally understood all of his references here. So in the earlier verses of this chapter, he spoke of placing his entire life in the hands of Jesus and his desire to experience the power and resurrection of Christ. After all of that, he admits that he's not there yet. Now, as we look at a different translation of the verses that I started with today, in the Passion Translation, they read this way. Paul says, I admit that I haven't yet acquired the absolute fullness that I'm pursuing, but I run with passion into his abundance so that I may reach the purpose for which Christ Jesus laid hold of me to make me his own. I don't depend on my own strength to accomplish this. However, I do have one compelling focus. I forget all of the past as I fasten my heart to the future instead. He's pressing on toward absolute fullness in Christ, running with passion into Christ's abundance so that he could reach the purpose Christ has for him. And he says, I forget all the past and fasten my heart to the future. I press on. Hmm. Those who trained for the Olympics in those ancient days used to tie weights on their bodies as they trained. But when it came to the race, they stripped down completely so they had nothing to impede their running. You can just imagine the lightness they must have felt as they ran free of all that weight. That's what comes to mind as Paul says, forgetting what is behind. But I've had to sit with this for a bit. Because forgetting what is behind is complicated. 
I think Paul's words here reflect what he's learned from his personal journey. As he stated earlier in chapter 3, he has a lot to be proud of. He could have rested on those accolades, living with his eyes on those past achievements. He also had quite a bit to be ashamed of. He encouraged the stoning of Stephen. He persecuted Christians. I mean, he could have let the shame of his past define him. And he had many people who persecuted him and came against him. He could have let that build up bitterness and want revenge. But he says, forget what's behind. Paul isn't saying you can't be proud of what you've accomplished. But it can be hindering to live in the pride of a past accomplishment so much so that we don't look ahead. He's also not saying that we shouldn't repent of things we do wrong. But when we allow shame from our past to block the grace of Christ, we don't allow our hearts to be free and move forward. I think we all have events in our stories that we carry with us. Some are really painful. Others are defining moments. Some are celebration and others are life-alteringly hard. So do we just forget them? What I've learned is that although the past will always be a part of us, an event from our past doesn't need to remain an open wound. I mean, think about it. Open wounds fester, bringing infection, which can take us out of a race altogether. It can cause us to live limited by pain and lies that will define us if we let them. We also don't need to keep our past alive in our present. When certain experiences from our past have not gotten the loving attention they need, the resolving, the healing, it's just like that little child living inside of you always needing attention. And you feel the emotions of that earlier time and they drive you to limit yourself in so many ways because you've kept yourself from growing forward from that moment. I mean, think of it. All the weights and garbage that we carry around in our spiritual lives that hinder us from winning the race, they just weigh us down. And we can get so weighted down by past hurts and wounds that we've kept picking at so that they stay open or a past experience that we keep reliving. And it makes our steps so heavy that it entangles us. And they can actually feel like chains of the past that hang on to us. But when we do the work of healing, which often requires facing our past, it allows us to take steps forward. Small ones at first, but then bigger ones. And this doesn't dismiss anything or anyone, but it allows it to become our past and not the focus of our lives. That's forgetting what is behind. Paul is saying, Take hold of what Jesus took a hold of for you. He offers forgiveness and freedom and wholeness, so go after it and allow the past to fall away with all its weight so that you can strain toward what is ahead. I mean, whether you've played them or not, you've probably watched at least one match, game, or contest in your life. 
there's something about sports that draws us into the competition. I mean, it's, it's entertainment, but it's also the human fortitude and the pressing on and resilience of those we're watching. It's that push at the one yard line, the stretch for the tape at the end of a race, the digging deep to go one more set on the court. We love to see people push forward to go after a goal. And Paul is using this metaphor to remind the church and us that the spiritual journey takes work. We have to press on to go after the call of Jesus. I've had a verse on my wall for a really long time. I read it almost every day in my home office as a reminder of the spiritual race that I'm on. It's found in Hebrews 12, and it's verses 1 and 2 from the Amplified Bible. This is what it says. Therefore then, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses who have borne testimony to the truth, let us strip off and throw aside every encumbrance, unnecessary weight, and that sin which so readily, deftly, and cleverly clings to us and entangles us, and let us run with patient endurance and steady and active persistence the appointed course of the race that is set before us. Again, a a sport analogy, but it reminds me that there are people who are cheering us on, people who have borne testimony to the truth that we do not run this race alone, and that, yes, we have to strip off and throw aside the encumbrances, the unnecessary weights, and the sin that tangles us up and distracts us, and we have to go after what God has for us with patient endurance. It's not going to be quick and easy. And steady and active persistence. We need consistency, discipline to go after it. And what are we going after? The appointed course of our race that God has for us. The self-discipline of a high-level athlete is amazing the diets, the workouts, the mental work it takes, the sacrifices, all in order to win. They will spend years looking forward, preparing for those four minutes on the ice, the milliseconds of a race, or a few hours on a court. They press on through the aching muscles and the early rising times, all to go after a prize. But what if they allowed a past loss But what if they allowed a past loss, a past hurt, or a past accomplishment to define them? I'm not sure they would get very far, right? I mean, they would be saying, well, I won last year, so why practice now? I'll be fine. I'll just do it again. Or, well, I lost to them in the last game, so I probably will again, so why even play? No, they press on, they get back up, they learn and process, and then they move forward toward the next goal. So how does that hit you when you think about your spiritual walk? When you hear me say, forget what is behind, what comes to mind for you? What is keeping the past alive in you and it needs to be released or resolved? What's in need of healing? so that you can move forward. 
in Christ, we can get back up. We can learn and heal and process and release and move forward toward the prize. And what's the prize? Well, the prize is a life lived for and with Jesus forever. Fully forgiven, fully seen, fully known. A resurrection life lived in the power of the Holy Spirit. It's a life of joy in knowing the freedom Jesus brings. It's a prize worth running for. Paul goes on to say, All of us then who are mature should take such a view of things. As we grow in our understanding and we build our stamina in our spiritual race, we will mature. And as we do, we will come to a new understanding that this is all about Jesus. In the second letter that Paul wrote to Timothy from another time in prison that was near the end of his life, he wrote this, As for me, my life has already been poured out as an offering to God. The time of my death is near. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. And I have remained faithful. 2 Timothy 4, 6 and 7 Dear one, what do you need to leave behind? What do you need to release and let go of so that you can truly run forward? And may you run with passion into his abundance. And may you run with eyes to see beyond the past within your story and the stories of others to the future of what he has for you. And may it bring healing and resilience as you press on toward the life God has anointed you to live. You are loved. Amen. Amen.